Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Ben Carrick is a photographer specialising in headshot photography. He uses networking as a way to grow his business, and as you'll hear, he believes it's the one-to-one conversations that matter more than the 30-second business pitches. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Ben. Uh, It's a pleasure. So, Ben, your LinkedIn um, profile describes you as being a headshot photographer, but I know you do much more than that. So tell me a bit about your background and all the kind of things you're involved in. Uh, well, yeah, my background's quite varied, really. Um, I started off as a photographer, I suppose, as a kid. I, I was always into photography generally. My mum and my aunties and family members had DSLRs, which had a lot of buttons and knobs, <laughs> and I was very young and very intrigued by that. Um, and I did A-levels in photography, um, but it was back in the in the old days of film. So mm. um, we were actually in the darkroom developing film strips and printing out prints. And as soon as I graduated... Um, I realised I didn't have darkroom access anymore, so that all just sort of fell by the wayside. Mm. And I, um, I moved to Liverpool and did my degree in music and uh, music production at Paul McCartney's um, Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. So that was interesting. Um, and then opened music studios and worked in music production and um, uh, synchronising sound for TV broadcast. So actually voiceover recording mm. for... Um, uh, mostly in advertising before moving back to Leicester and coming across a band who had a requirement for someone to help them with shooting a video and hired a number of Canon uh, digital DSLR cameras that just blew me away. Uh, So I think as soon as I I got a camera back in my hands and realised that this was actually doable now digitally just started taking photographs for bands and um, started shooting weddings and events and anything I could get my hands on, really. So um, photographically, since that point, I've done what most local photographers do, I think, and shot just about everything from products to, yeah, weddings, events, um, uh, portraits, landscapes, architectural stuff, things for a number of different web developers. So I think if if you're working locally... As a photographer, that's always, I think, the first step. Most people end up being sort of very general. All mm. the photographers I know sort of go through that process, I think. Um, and then, yeah, ended up a headshot specialist, which is where I am now. And so what what do you think brought you to that point? Why did you decide to concentrate on the headshots in particular? Um, I think it was a happy accident, really. Um, I was working with a, a number of web developers who were just referring all sorts of stuff to me. Um, and then that that just naturally lent itself to shooting a lot of headshots for the Meet the Team page and the About Us page and led me to pick up a couple of contracts for companies that were uh, constantly recruiting and growing. And so I, I had a couple of monthly gigs where I was shooting a lot of headshots and started to just... I guess sort of pay more attention. Uh, often when people booked me for headshots, uh, p- companies, contracts would say, well, this is what our current Meet the Team page looks like. And it would always be a disgrace. <laughs> um, so started really being interested in sort of the quality. But from all of the different areas of photography that I 
was involved in at the time, I guess it just suited me the best. Uh, making a connection with people seemed to be a skill that I um, I picked up quite naturally. Although I'm I'm, I'm quite nerdy, um, and I, co- I I like being locked away in a studio with some lights and light meters and and doing product based stuff. I, I quite like that element. Um, I was definitely able to capitalize on sort of soft skills, people skills. And I found that every single person that I ever shot would come into the the studio and say, I hate having my picture taken. (laughs) I feel awful about this. I'm really self-conscious. I always blink. Um, And so people always feel really under the microscope and really uncomfortable. And um, in order to put those people at ease, you really need to be able to make a connection, you know, and and Mm. make people feel comfortable doing something that they're really uncomfortable with. And I guess I just seem to have um, a a natural ability to do that and kind of coach the best images out of people. Mm. Now, most people, well, certainly people in business, they, they, they need a headshot, don't they, in these days where you've got to have a picture on every social media profile and so on. So it, it's important that that's, that's something really good, isn't it? It's, um, it's a funny old game, really, because, I mean, I mean since the... Um, the lockdown, obviously, all business networking has all been online and it's all been Zooms. And every single person that I talk to um, sort of acknowledges the importance of having a, a really good headshot. But when you're in any Zoom room, you'll see a number of people who've turned their cameras off and it's mm-hmm. either just got their name written on the screen or a really awful picture taken on their, their telephone. So I think it's one of those things that everybody... Everybody knows the value and knows that they should really be putting out a a really sort of positive image of themselves online. And a headshot is a really strong way to do that. But I think nobody really wants to have their picture taken. So (laughs) it's probably something everybody's putting off. Probably so. But at the end of the day, people buy from people, don't they? They don't buy from a blank screen that's just got a name on it. Um, you know, so I think that's quite a useful feature of Zoom to, to be able to put a picture of, of yourself on there when you when you have turned your camera off. And I think it's uh, it's better for the person who's presenting as well than rather be faced with a, a black screen with names on. They have at least got people's pictures if they're not actually you know, having the camera live. Yeah, you do see a lot of that, don't you? I mean, a lot of the networking events that I've attended have followed the same sort of structure where everybody does a, a pitch about their business. And um, mine's amazing because I look awful on a, on a, in a daily, you know, in my, in my regular daytime life, I look dreadful. But my headshot, obviously, is is pretty good. Um, so I'll say, you know, this is what I look like. And I'll just turn my camera off and say... This is what I pretend to look like. <laughs> Let me help you do the same thing. But then everybody will do their 30 second pitches. And then whoever's turn it is to do their 10 minute presentation is then immediately presented with a wall of cameras being yeah. <laughs> switched off while people go and do their admin. It's probably quite demoralizing. So I think, yeah, you're right. Uh, 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 at least bringing up a, a, a picture of yourself gives you some uh, representation of the person Mm. as opposed to just this uh, black screen with your name on. Yeah, absolutely. So you and I actually met at an an online networking event. So is networking something that you're using regularly to to grow your business? Um, Yeah, it is at the minute, although I've got other... I've got other plans, larger plans, having been in lockdown and and photography studios closed. So it's given me a lot of time to um, kind of scratch my head and think about marketing generally. Um, Most of what I've been doing 
since the lockdown has been online networking and and some social media activity um yeah so i i <laughs> i find that there's a there's a real sense of um the the language that people use when they're promoting their groups tends to be um it's not like bni <laughs> um, i i see a lot of that it's different to bni for these reasons but then everybody every every event i've been to that said it was not like bni apart from uh, probably two that i'm members of are, are very much like bni <laughs> and i think it's it's a relatively proven structure isn't it mm. but um it does it is quite time consuming so i tend to find myself um kind of approaching the time of day i know i've got one booked in i think oh i've got this bni and it's going to take so long and i really don't want to go why have i got to spend two hours in this meeting and then i'll attend and um then I'll, I'll get three referrals from it yeah. or something and it, it pays for itself. And every, every time I'm like, I, I swear I'll never do another BNI. And then <laughs> immediately I, I get some business from it. And I'm like, well, this is this is what it's all about now, isn't it? This is the new world. Yeah, that's that's right. And it's not just about the meeting itself. As you say, you, you, you've then got one-to-ones with people afterwards. So you've, you've got to make sure you've got time in your diary, not just to do the meeting, but to do the follow-ups afterwards. Because otherwise, if you don't do the follow-ups, then you're wasting your time, aren't you? Exactly. Well, this is why I like this. I've, I've joined two other groups and they use um, a platform called Hopin, mm. um, which I'm not sure if you've come across. I have, it's, yes. Um, it's, it's one-to-one conversations with people. It's, it's much more like business speed networking. Um, and I find that the people that I meet in those one-to-one scenarios. I think if you, it's really good because you, you're sort of locked into a, a conversation with that one person, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, and so you have three minutes or five minutes or whatever to, to actually make a connection with the person and hear something about their business. And um, I've found that the people that I've met in those scenarios are front of mind when I see people on maybe in my Facebook feed saying, does anybody know a mortgage advisor? Does anybody mm-hmm. know... Uh, a virtual assistant I need help with this or with that and and the 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 30 second pitches that I've heard tend to drift you know very quickly into the 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 mists of time but the the conversations that I've had where it's been a one-to-one conversation with someone those people um I think stay in your in your memory You, Mm. you remember them and if you like them you recommend them yes Yes. I think, is that the platform where you initially get three minutes, but if you want to, you can extend the time if you're having a really good conversation? Yes. Yeah. This has been, that's been a problem for me. Um, <laughs> a couple of times I've, I, there's a, there's a particular chap who's, uh, who I, I would love to have a conversation with about a very specific topic. Now he's given away some free consultation time. Uh, he's an expert in his field. I really um, rate him and I, I booked in a, a 30 minute kind of free consultation with him and it was it was really priceless um and then as soon as I finished uh chatting to him a question obviously you know a a really important question popped into my head and I thought I wish I'd asked him this um now I know he attends a couple of groups that use that platform and so I have purposefully attended just with the intention of just you know happenstance just running into him oh hey fancy meeting you here I did have this question for you and um yeah the last two times I've attended I've met um two different people who are really interested in headshots and headshot business and just talking about photography keen photographers and they've said oh I'll just extend 
if you don't mind. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be the person to say, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm finished, I think. Three minutes was enough of you. Um, so I'm never, I'm never going to you know, say no. So yeah, the last two times I've attended uh, my, my three minute speed networking, I've ended up speaking to the same person for like 20 minutes. And <laughs> sort of negates the point a little bit. But I mean, yeah. they were good conversations, but um, I've still got this question lingering for my, for my Facebook experts. But well, fingers crossed you meet him again next time you go. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's um, he's on my radar. I will I will catch up with him at some point. So, yeah, he's not getting away. Now, you alluded to this a little bit earlier on, but um, how much has your business been affected by the pandemic? <laughs> well, do you know what? In the first lockdown, um, I had a, a huge studio. I was sharing a studio with a, with a successful a food photographer mm. who's become quite a good friend and um that was that was great so we had a really really big space and photography studios were officially closed and then um quite soon afterwards officially opened as long as we met certain guidelines yeah now the the guy I was sharing the studio with was very very concerned about because the the lease was in his name mm-hmm. about meeting all of those guidelines and going above and beyond and so working the studio became a little bit too restrictive for me to shoot headshots so he shoots food so yeah I mean he's locked in the room by himself his um, artistic directors are going to dial in via Zoom and review the images and it's just him and you know a packet of Doritos <laughs> on this occasion actually <laughs> last thing I was there and he was shooting so you know packets of crisps they're they're no risk of contagion no. <laughs> but um yeah for me it was a bit of a problem so I, I ended up having to leave that studio and start shooting from a local venue that would hire me their space on a short-term basis mm-hmm. um and things were ticking over quite nicely actually I had more time on my hands so I started to do more social media marketing and I was getting more bookings than I would normally get so I was quite pleased with the way things were working out um and then they closed us again so I've um I've literally just been Reviewing the websites, looking at my marketing strategy, building click funnels, um, and funnily enough, watching a lot of local photographers shooting my clients and posting it in their, in their Facebook stories, oh, really? which is probably not the most sensible <laughs> thing to do. I mean, there, there is, um, you always think you're not going to get caught doing a thing, don't you? I suppose if you if you're just kind of pottering along and and doing your business, but I wouldn't want a knock on the door from the no. The, the council because I think the fines are quite um quite hefty yeah 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 I, I, I was in a conversation with somebody about it and a local solicitor popped up and said it is ten thousand pounds someone had, had um had mentioned oh, I think it's only 200 pounds but I think that's if you're attending a party or something you personally could get mm. a 200 pound fine but I think if you're a business and you're breaking the rules it's it's a pretty serious fine yeah so, yeah, for me, it's all been about uh, taking an opportunity to sort of focus on the stuff that we all should be doing yes. and don't do. Um, so, yeah, marketing, copy, uh, targeted emails, that kind of thing. Yeah. And of course, the networking you can keep going to and, and get people booked in for when you can eventually reopen. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's been great, actually. I've, 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 I've got a waiting list and um, I've also had um, a number of people who I've previously shot mm. who have um I guess just just boredom in lockdown completely changed their appearances and and rebooked um, so that's been good <laughs> I've, I've had quite a few people I guess have have um 
but I mean myself included, put on quite a bit of lockdown weight. <laughs> but I've had two clients message me and say that they've um, taken the opportunity to just hit the gym and are now looking quite a bit more slender and and you know if i suppose if you've if you've had if you've done that if you've achieved a real um a, a landmark piece of weight loss and you feel a lot better about yourself but your current headshot that's on linkedin and facebook and everywhere that you go is is maybe 20 pounds mm-hmm. heavier it's probably front of mind for Yes. As soon as the studio is open. So, well, yeah. So, but first, first of all, perhaps a haircut and then the headshot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard a lot of that. Uh, in <laughs> fact, on the first lockdown, um, when we very first locked down, uh, the, no one could have known it was going to go on for this long, obviously. Mm. Um, so I thought um, I just put up a post and said, I will do I'll do a studio day because it'll be good fun. I realized I wasn't going to be able to shoot for a few weeks or however long it would go on for. Um, and so I thought, well, what I'll do is when we reopen, I'll offer free headshots to anybody who lost their job as mm. a result of the initial lockdown. Yeah. Um, and it'd be nice for me just to get people in the studio again. So a lot of people were saying, kind of commenting and saying, oh, that's really good of you. That's so benevolent. That's such a nice thing to do. And I just thought, well, no, I just want to go in and take pictures of people. I like it. Yeah. Um, so we sort of uh, booked the day, nailed down a date for the end of lockdown. And uh, then the week before, I think it just suddenly dawned on everybody. (laughs) There's no way they were going to come in and have their picture taken for at least a fortnight because nobody could get an appointment at the the barbers. (laughs) Yeah, I've just just got my appointment for after after lockdown. So I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Well, I've been doing my own and um, I've got quite good at it. But it's not it it doesn't um, it doesn't stand up to scrutiny. But on a webcam, (laughs) a few people have asked whether I've been sneaking off to the barbers. Um, so I think from from about three or four feet away, I look quite well groomed at the moment. Yeah. My, my husband's been doing mine. And like you say, on, on a webcam, it doesn't look too bad. But uh, I'm sure the hairdresser will have something to, uh, to say about it when she finally gets her hands on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we're all going to be in trouble with our respective hairdressers. Yeah. But what can you do? Needs must. So what do you think that networking might look like a year from now? I think that I was I was talking to someone who runs network groups about this just last week actually and um we we both kind of feel that there'll be um a bit of a blend. So he's been saying to his members that oh, we're, uh, I think when the last lockdown lifted let's all start meeting again in person mm-hmm. and he'd found that among his membership it was split pretty much 50-50 that people yeah. didn't really want to they weren't ready. so And that's been my experience, I think, of just talking a lot more sort of anecdotally than than this guy kind of interviewing his, his membership base. But, um, yeah, some people are, are really can't wait to get back to in-person networking. And um, I, think a lo- I think a lot of people have got, like, real anxieties about it and mm. find that the, um, the lockdown has almost um, made it acceptable for them to not want to go to, to in-person networking. They feel almost um, validated um, and, and really don't want to, to go back to in-person networking. So I think, I think we'll have to see a, a sort of a, a blend. I think people who are providing in-person networking groups prior to lockdown will have to have an online platform. Yeah. Um, so locally, I'm based in Leicester and there's a few groups that do um, events. So more like evening nice restaurants or cocktails and it's more of a, an event that you would get dressed up to yeah um i'd be quite keen to to do 
that kind of activity. I think that would be great. Yeah. But um, I was, before lockdown, I was in a group that would meet once a month. And they'd they'd probably meet, I think the meeting's about one hour and 45 minutes. And they'd all, it was very informal. It was a really, really nice restaurant. We'd have lunch once a month and everyone would do their 10 second pitch while we were going around the table eating um, a buffet and then someone would do a pitch afterwards uh, or a demonstration or something and, and we'd bail. Um, so it was it was one of the shorter meetings that I've attended and more informal meetings, but still driving into the city centre, yeah. parking, yeah. walking to the venue uh, would be about an hour. Yeah. So you're looking at an hour either side plus an hour and 45 minutes. It's half a day, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. Um, and we can achieve the same thing in, in a 45-minute Zoom call. Yeah. So I think um, I think that people's people's eyes have been opened as to what can be achieved yeah. online. So I, I really think there'll be there'll have to be a blend. There's, there's well, there's definitely going to be a market for it, and and some people are going to require that. So some obviously there'll be providers who are happy to to jump in and fill that gap. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I'm looking forward to getting back to. Um, the evening meetings over a meal. Um, I attend something called Wired Curry, which is once a month. Um, so you know, creative um, people sitting around having a curry and chatting about you know absolutely anything really. Um, but you know, it leads, leads to collaborations, and I, and I've missed that. But like you say, your sort of bog standard networking meeting is much better on, on Zoom, I think, because, you know, an hour meeting takes an hour. You haven't spent anything on petrol. You haven't harmed the environment at all. And um, it hasn't taken half your day up. So um, yeah, I, I exactly. think like you, I think there'll be a bit of a blend going forwards. Yeah, like you say, I think um, <laughs> I think you're right. The the, the, the networking meetings that, that are your sort of breakfast and, and lunch meetings, they are exactly that, aren't they? They're bog standard meetings. And like I said earlier, um, every, every event that I've been invited to under the banner of it's not like BNI has <laughs> been very, very similar to BNI. And I think that the BNI um, uh, meeting structure, I, I've been invited to a few as a guest. And mm. uh, so I've attended quite a few over the last couple of months. And they're all saying um, in, in all of their email marketing and stuff, you know, we're very eager to get back to in-person events. This is the pricing structure. But once we go back to in-person events, we have to hire the venue as well. Mm. Um, so there's the, the narrative is very much we are going to go back to in-person meetings. But I think those specific types of meetings really do lend themselves much better to online. Mm. Just like you say, because of the logistics of travel, time away from the office, time off work. Um, and they're very structured and everybody's got a, a set time and, and a set goal. So that, that can work really well over Zoom. Whereas like you say, that an evening event where you're not necessarily pitching your business yeah. or doing a 30 second presentation you're just meeting people and hearing about their business and telling them about yours mm -hmm. and, and just chatting and making actual human connections yep. I think that's uh, that's a better use of time if you're actually going to yes. go out and do it in person yeah definitely so just finally then have you got any top tips for networking you'd like to share with us um well I think that I think I've I've I, I hear lots of people complaining about the Zoom, the Zoom sort of the 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 thirty second pitches, the methods mm. of, of doing a thirty second pitch and then reaching out and doing sales. But the 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 people that I've referred business to recently and who have referred business to me are probably people where our conversations have been more about 
um, the fact that I'm moving house at the moment or that their child is a similar age to mine mm-hmm. and, and what they've been doing at school. So I think that um, when I when I first started networking, when I first went self-employed and, and started my business, every networking event was an opportunity to kind of meet people and tell them what I did yeah. and try to get the business cards and, and see if I could get some work. And there's a real sense of you know panic <laughs> about attending an event like that. But now I think that... Um, yeah, just really trying to meet people on their level as people and make a connection. That, yeah. p- that person that you spoke to for half an hour about their dog mm-hmm. will remember you so much, uh, so much more uh, affectionately than they would the other photographer who told them about you know what they've done recently and yeah. what their pricing structure is and yeah. all of that kind of thing. It's about relationship building, isn't it? At the end of the day, exactly. Yeah, and and with that in mind, I mean you can't. Um, it's not always going to work out, and and that, yeah. if if you meet somebody, and you're not that that relationship isn't there, they're probably never going to refer to you, and you might not refer to them because you just might not get on that well. Yeah, and and that's that's as much a part of the process as anything else. So it's it's more. Um, I think business socializing. I think we can do business networking on Zoom and business socializing in person. And if we look at it in that term, we're likely to make um, better relationships anyway. Sounds perfect. So just last thing then, how can people contact you if they'd like to get in touch? Oh, so I'm easy to find, um, although I have, I've, I'm in a lot of trouble with my wife over this because she <laughs> disagrees. But my company is The Headshot Company and my URL is hyphenated, which some people love and some people hate. And in my household, it's polarised. So I think <laughs> the hyphen headshot hyphen company is easier to read on the screen. Um, but obviously harder to say in a podcast interview. Yes, so, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the headshot company, but you have to hyphenate theheadshotcompany.com. Well, we'll put your link in the show notes anyway, so people can just click on it and go straight there. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.